man, you know what? I love winning. I love winning. And you know, the thing about winning is this, is that if you are not playing the game, you are being played by the game. So I can stand here right now with great confidence and look through the eye and say to you today, no pressure, no diamond. and every one of you there is a dream and your dream is like a seed you can often count the number of seeds in an orange but you can never count the number of oranges in the seed see listen you might not have nothing around you that validates the dream that's in you you might not have nothing in your area your friends or your family might not be able to see it you might not be able to see it but when you write your dream down listen very closely you move out of creation and you move into something more powerful and that's called manifestation Good morning. You are tuned into the Media Launch Podcast. You already know we are your source for VIP interviews, entertainment, and trending news. I am your host, Celine, and this morning I am feeling nothing but good vibes doing what I love to do, and that is talking with amazing and talented individuals who are out here in the world unapologetically living their passions and their calling. Joining me this morning is a man who needs no introduction, but I will formalize this and introduce a former NFL offensive lineman who played for the Rams, Oilers, the Colts, NFL in Europe, is a nationally recognized motivational speaker and author of the book, The Winning Edge, Eight Principles That Will Bring Out the Winner in You, Sean Harper. Thank you for joining the podcast, Sean. How are you? You know what? Um, I'm doing great now that I heard that amazing introduction. Thank you for that. That's awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you very much for joining the podcast, Sean. We appreciate you being here. So, Thank Sean, you. I have to start off. You're welcome. We are in football season, and mm-hmm. this interview couldn't have come at a better, better time. So something tells me that you have a special place in your heart for football. <laughs> what do you think of the undefeated 49ers right now? And I asked about the 49ers because they are my favorite team. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I like what I'm seeing so far. I mm-hmm. like um, <clears throat> the the infusion with the youth. Um, mm-hmm. A guy named um, Bosa, who used to play for for Ohio yeah. State University, and, and it's just, uh, um, I saw the massacre, uh, massacre that he inflicted upon uh, the quarterback for Cleveland. I mean, he just destroyed this kid the entire game. So I love yeah. the energy, and I guess if there was one word to sum up what I'm seeing, I'm seeing energy, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Energy, energy. And what do you think about Jimmy Garoppolo, who is the new quarterback. Well, he was there last year, but he, as we know, he was injured and he is back. What do you think about him? You know what? I really don't have a firm opinion on him right now because the season is still young. Okay. Right. I need to see what's going to happen in the long haul and in, in the playoffs. And ask me that same question at the end of the season because uh, things can okay. change. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, I'm really excited about what they're doing. So let's see how that season continues for them. So I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> so, no Sean, thank you for answering that. Let's dive in. You have a great story to tell. You grew up on the south side of Columbus, Ohio, 
You suffered from dyslexia, memorization, and faced many disappointments before you made it to the NFL. Tell us about your upbringing, your passion for football, and why you were so determined to make it. Yeah, so, you know, most people have this ideology or mindset that, you know, if, if there is a person who is extremely successful or they win in life, and I use the word win, when they or if they win in life, that you know what, from youth, uh, wow, you know, they've had everything set up for them. Um, of course, they worked hard. They were extremely talented. And you know what, honestly, nothing could be further from the truth. Um, uh, and, and, and you'd ask the question, and so I'll use myself as just one of many, many examples um, as you mentioned, I had uh, learning challenges and being um, uh, documented with, 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 with over uh, four learning disabilities um, and uh, repeating the first grade. I remember standing in the second grade line, first day of school in the second grade, and the teacher grabs my hand and she pulls me uh, back to the first grade line. And, and, and uh, friends are like, Sean, you failed. Sean, you're stupid. Sean, you're dumb. And uh, I struggled uh, educationally until I was documented with the learning disabilities, and, and uh, I was kicked out of school for disciplinary issues, two schools actually, um, single parent, just about any and everything that could be stacked upon you that can uh, guarantee a failure in life, I faced and I endured, coupled by the fact that I stuttered uh, my entire life, and I still stutter now um, every once in a while. Um, uh, not really starting in high school football. I barely started. Uh, I wasn't even honorable mention all conference, you know. But what I've learned over the years um, is that is that adversity can break you, but it also can make you a record breaker. The difference is perspective. You see, victims tend to focus on what they're going through. Victors tend to look at what and where they're going to. There's a big difference. And if you change your focus, you change your life. And once I changed my focus all of the adversity, all the pain, all the pressure seemingly uh, started to work in my favor and started to sort of hold me down, push me forward after a while. And that's why I'm able to have played several years of professional football, uh, became a motivational speaker despite stuttering, uh, and owner of, you know, a couple companies. And the amazing thing about disabilities. And for some reason, I just want to just harp on that for a second. You know, everyone has strengths and everyone has weaknesses. Uh, in my opinion, you're not disabled. You're uniquely enabled to do certain things. Yeah. But yeah. if you focus on your weakness, focusing on your weakness is like Superman focusing on his kryptonite. You know, it's like, right. oh my God, there's kryptonite nearby. Oh, I can't fly. <laughs> Can you imagine right. that? No, he doesn't right. do that. He's like, hey, Batman, uh, once you put a lid on that so I can continue conquering the known world, you know? So, right, yeah. Right. Thank you for answering that. Now, I am going to go back to what you mentioned. You said you were bullied and you were considered a failure, for lack of a better term. You started acting out and were eventually expelled from two schools. 
So now this behavior stems from being bullied and being talked down to. Would you agree? And if so, what can we do as parents to prevent this behavior? I mean, it's kind of like you're lashing out, but how can we as parents detect this in children and help them so that it doesn't happen? So before there is an action, there's a shift. Uh, Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I would do to encourage parents or an actual tip for parents is to look for the shift. Get unbusy. You know, we're so preoccupied with winning. I mean, I'm sorry, we're so preoccupied with success and driving and working overtime and trying to make it. We miss the subtle signs. And when your kid, I didn't say if, but when your kid deals with adversity, when your kid deals with struggle, pay attention to how they're dealing with it. Are they internalizing it? Are they acting out? Are they shifting? And when, or if, I'm sorry, if and when your kid begins to act out, look past the action, look at the attitude, and look at what's triggering that. That is what I talk, or that's what I do when I encourage kids. I do maybe about um, 100, uh, up to 100 school assemblies a year. And I encourage kids, and I talk to, to teachers and parents. I'm like, their actions are a signal for something else. Their actions are a symptom to a larger disease. Scale back. Of course, you need to deal with the actions, but let's look at the attitude, what's going on behind the scenes, and let's take the log off the fire and the fire will die down. Yeah, very, very well said. And you had a great mother who, despite you being labeled with these learning disabilities and such, she believed in you. And I was reading your book, which is an amazing, amazing book. Thank you. You were speaking directly to me. But I love the story about when your father left for good and your mom went, I believe it was to stay to her aunt's house, but she did what she had to do do. She went through what she had to for just a few days, and she came back, and she was a new person. Your mom did not give up on you guys. She believed in all of you, and she even told you that the world would know you, Sean Harper. (laughs) I love it. I love the story. Sean, let's move on to the book, The Winning Edge, Eight Principles That Will Bring Out the Winner in You. Talk to us about these principles, if you will. Sure. Um, in my opinion, we are all winners. We're born winners. And somehow what happens throughout time is that uh, they begin to, or, or, or uh, society begins to beat the winner out of you, and they strategically replace it with a word called success. And they're not the same. Winning is the fullest expression of who you are mentally, socially, emotionally, financially, and legacy. Okay, that is what a winner is. This, when you are born, the race continues. And winning is so powerful, but we don't realize that it's in our DNA. Let me give you an example. So you live in the great state of, well, I'll just say the Midwest, because you might not want people to know where you're at. So you're in the Midwest somewhere. So right. if right. so, so let's just say that there's a great NFL team in the Midwest. Let's just say Cleveland, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just mm-hmm. say that Cleveland won every single game. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Let's just say that Cleveland won every single game for the next five years. The stadium will be packed. You could not find the ticket. But if they lost every single game over the next five years, 
Well, they might not show up as much. Why? Because we are attracted to winning. It's in our DNA. And when I grew up, I promise you, I was the king of Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man. I would play that game all day. I would have my quarter stacked up on that game. I mean, we were like eight high. I'm playing forever. Why? Because I'm attracted to winning. Billion-dollar industry in gambling. Why? Because it's winning that we love. The mere fact, the mere fact that the people on your podcast are listening to you right now is the fact that they won. They are one of two or three million sperm cells that fertilize the egg. Think about that for a second. We weren't trying to, hey, let's hang out. Let's do our little social media. Let's, you know, let's, here's my business card. No schmoozing. We were fighting for the egg. And so when we're born for the first, uh, you know, 10 years maybe, it's win, win, win. And then we're taught this thing called success around the third or fourth grade. And success takes away the win. Success says this is what you have to do to be successful. They stole that. Up until that point, we are persistent. Up until that point, we have faith. Up until that point, we learn how to get over it. Remember when your mom said you couldn't have the cookie when you was four? It's why, why, why? No, please. I mean, you would scheme for two days to get that cookie. Where's right. that persistence? Exactly. No, no, listen, we had the faith to believe in a 450-pound man that's going to come down a chimney, and you don't even have a chimney, but that didn't matter. Where's that faith at? It's stripped away. It's stripped away, and we're given this thing called success. It's a lie. Mm. Yeah. Why? So what is the difference between winning and success? Well, one of the main differences between winning and success is that success is not static. And so success teaches you that it's all about the here and now. And in some instances, that's important to focus on the now. But you have to have your other eye focused on that day, the last day that you're on planet Earth. The last day that you're on planet Earth is what is about your legacy. It's amazing. I speak to men and women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s. You know what? They don't talk about advancement in career. They don't talk about, well, you know, this is what I have. No, they talk about simple things like family, like legacy, like honesty, like integrity, like truth. Well, you know what? I don't want to wait to the end and start focusing on that. I'm going to focus on that now because I don't want regrets. Well, success teaches you to live in the moment, be the best you can be, be as strong as you can be, be run, 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 live in a fancy subdivision because we will tell you if you've made it or not. We will tell you if you're successful. It's not static. So guess what? I can have a million dollars in Ohio where I'm at, and I can be doing pretty good. I can have a million dollars in Illinois, in Chicago, and eh, you're doing pretty good. Take that same million dollars and go to um, New York, Manhattan, your average, sub-average. Take that same million dollars and go to Dubai, and you're poor. So success is not static. It doesn't move. I mean, it's, it's like always moving. Winning is that firm, fixed destination. On that day, there will be no regrets financially, emotionally, physically, legacy. That is the win. Success teaches you to produce. Winning teaches you to reproduce. I love that. I love that. Going back to winning, you can't win without a vision. Mm. Talk to us about that. Tell us about how important it is to have a vision. Vision is based off 
of the phrase or the term triangulation. And, and so anyone who has a GPS, and I love my GPS, I promise you, I trust me, I love my <laughs> GPS, right? Right. So I can plug in coordinates of where I want to go, and then it will use two other coordinates at least, where I'm at, where I'm going, and an unfixed or, a, or, or an actual fixed target, and I can triangulate exactly where I need to go, okay? So check it out. If you don't have the vision of where you want to go, then that is probably one of the most, well, that is the most important coordinate. So how can you get there with, without any vision? How can you get there with any, without any direction? Because the direction is predicated off of your vision. Your goals are predicated off of your vision. Um, your strategies they're predicated off of your vision. And if you don't have a vision or you've given the division, and division always turns to division, dual vision, um, it's really hard for you to make it, and it's really hard for you to enlist a team to help you make it. So tell us about someone with a vision, a great vision, but not everyone re reaches that point of win because there are things that can threaten someone's vision. Tell us about the 3D triple threat division distraction oh. deception yes so i read oh, your book okay. <laughs> yeah i know i was like i was like hmm that sounds I mean, very that familiar sounds right familiar yeah uh, amazing book i tell you <laughs> i just mentioned the first one okay mm -hmm. and that is division having a dual vision okay two visions at the same time um it doesn't work and you see that happen often in high school um where a yeah. kid says, I want to be a great athlete, but they're distracted by video games or they're distracted okay. by relationships. And, and um, uh, you're having a dual vision. Yes, I want to be right. an NFL athlete, but I also want to be, you know, you know an um, amazing hip-hop artist, you know, at the same time. Right. You, know, you know what? It's really hard. You know, narrow that down. I want to be... Maybe yeah. join the military, but at the same time, but I want to do this also, live this lifestyle. You can't have both. You got to have a no, laser focus because you only yeah. have so much energy. You only have so much energy to focus Absolutely. on one. And if it's split, you split your energy. Distractions is, is, is when you're walking towards where you want to go. You want to go. You're walking towards it. You're moving towards it. But yet... This is where the social media comes in. Something is pulling yeah. you off course. And then you're like, oh, this is nice. And then you stop and you lose your momentum. And then you try to focus right back on it again and you're moving one or two steps. And then there's another distraction. That focus is so important. If you change your focus, you'll change your life. You have to be able to lock in on your uh, goal and your vision. And you have to fight with everything in you. You have to fight distractions because they will come. Uh, I actually have been pulling back off of social media because I just realized, man, do you know how much time I spend answering text messages? I'm sorry, answering um, the emails or DMs, and I'm spending a lot of time reading. I was like, wow, it's like two hours in, in the last two days. Those hours could be used at you know training or doing this or reading or learning. Ah, that's considered a distraction if it doesn't flow directly into your vision 
then it's a distraction. And the last one, I believe I put down was deception. I had more than the, than the actual 3Ds. I've had disillusion and other ones. I just focused on those three. So I believe that the last one is a deception. Is that true? Yes. Okay. So here's where the deception says that I can do what I want to do. I can train the way I want to train. I can live the way I want to live, and I will have the expected end, which, which is, oh, my goodness. I've seen, I see this happen every single day. And our culture, for some reason, perpetuates this to a point. You know, I can live this certain lifestyle, and, you know, I don't have to sock money away, or, you know, I can, you know, engage in something that might be a little illicit, and, you know, it's not a big deal. It'll never catch up to me, or I can commit some, actually commit a crime. It'll never catch up to me. Deception. Deception is so dangerous because it gives you a false sense of your reality. And so... Let me give you an example. I mentioned triangulation earlier, right? So deception is, yes, you know where you want to go, but where you're starting from has been skewed or skewed. And so you're thinking, okay, I'm starting at this point, but really you're about four miles off. So everything you try to hit will be off because your triangulation is off because where you're at, you're either worse or better off than what you think at any point. You're not moving from now. Yes, and there you have it, the triple threat. Sean, before we wrap up, tell us what do you want the listeners to gain from your book? Well, I want the listeners to gain from the book is that there is another way. Uh, mm-hmm. Our society, unfortunately, teaches us that in order to you know, achieve a level of success, which is you know, you know how I feel about that. That you know, usually you have to have a great education, a great network, and you know you have to go into tons of debt. And but you know what? There is there is another way. And when you begin to pull out these principles, actually spiritual laws, or a lot of them, you you will actually begin to shift the playing field in life. Like one of the principles I talk about is the principle of capacity. And I tell you what, when you begin to, 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 to create capacity, opportunities will come. I'll give you a, a, a real-life, real-time, real-world example, world example. I own a security firm, and I uh, recently brought another individual in to handle bids, um, requests for proposals. And I just jumped out there, but I created capacity. And do you know within the last month, we probably uh, received an additional 12 to 13 requests for proposals out of the blue, out of the air. They manifested themselves. Why? Because we signaled to the atmosphere that we are ready for growth. There you have it. Sean Harper dropping gems on us. And I must say that I've gained so much from this episode as well as Sean's ebook. I typically like to go back and listen to these episodes to reflect on our conversations after they have been recorded. And in retrospect, I find that I have yet so many questions that I should have asked for the listeners to hear. However, in this case, and for a limited time only, you can learn so much more and get inspired by downloading Sean's highly recommended book, 
the Winning Edge, Eight Principles That Will Bring Out the Winner in You. You could find the link to the ebook on his site at seanharper.org. In my conversation with Sean, he mentioned how we should focus on the things that matter now so that we do not have regrets later. What a valid and powerful point he makes. Just about all of us has regretted something in our life that we have or have not done. But whichever it is, do not stay parked where you are. Also remember the threat of the triple Ds as they can really hinder your growth, division, distraction, and deception. And boy, have I had my share of each in my past life. And I say past life because I am not who I was a year ago, six months ago, or even three months ago. This year, I have been focused on self-growth and have definitely maintained tunnel vision in pursuing my goals. This meant that I had to reevaluate my friendships and even relationships with family members. And even though my circle is smaller now, I am in a position where my vision is clear and I find myself working towards that vision every day. But remember, do not confuse success with winning. We've been created to win. Thank you all for tuning in to the Media Lounge podcast. Read more on today's guest at MediaLoungeChicago.com. Subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and follow the Media Lounge on Instagram and Twitter, the Media Lounge underscore. Until next time, have an amazing week. Ciao. Cool. Are you there? Okay. Oh, she's gone. Okay. That was awesome. She's awesome.